Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Life After GDPR podcast about digital marketing and data privacy. Today's episode was also recorded at Measure Camp Amsterdam, where I got to interview Steen Rasmussen, a previous guest on the podcast, together with Simon Freeman and Petri Mertanen, both Measure Camp attendees and regular speakers at those events. And we discussed Google Analytics 4, or rather Google Analytics, and its status in the EU, a returning topic of the podcast, I would say. At MeasureCamp London, I gave a talk titled Google Analytics, Fight, Flight or Freeze, which referred to the options I think you have as a company in the EU when it comes to Google Analytics. So you could decide to fight, which would mean you could decide to try to make Google Analytics as privacy friendly as possible. You could decide to freeze, right? To not make a move and wait and see what happens. Or you could decide to flee and fleeing could be done backwards, right? So you could downgrade your analytics to a really simple 100% privacy friendly analytics alternative, I would say, or rather a simpler analytics tool. Or you could decide to flee forwards where you decide to go the first party data analytics stack where you own all of the components yourself and you can take full control of privacy and are not uh, reliant upon a company like Google, for instance, to, to store your data. So when it comes to fleeing forward next week, we have uh, the last talk we recorded at MeasureCamp Amsterdam, which is all about building your own first party data analytics stack. So that's for next week. And this week we mostly talk about fighting Google Analytics keep using it in the EU, but also the issues and the problems that we're facing right now. And, you know, if we maybe need uh, a different interpretation of the law or a GDPR 2.0, right? So uh, interesting talk with these guests. Hopefully you like it. And um, yeah, tune in next week uh, to hear all about building your own first party data analytics tech. Okay, guys. <laughs> So I'm here with uh, with Steen. We've already uh, recorded a podcast together, so great to have you back. And I'm here with uh, with Simon, Simon uh, Freeman. Simon, you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, I'm a freelance growth marketeer uh, for over a uh, little over a year now. And uh, before that, I used to work uh, in-house at uh, Vimov, uh, NextWeb, yeah. uh, and others. Also doing a lot of digital analytics yep. besides other, other marketing aspects, right? Yep. So, Simon, you and I were both at, at MeasureCamp London. You attended my talk uh, about Google Analytics 4, fight, flight, or freeze. Um, Steen and I have already talked about this topic as well, and you were you were also very outspoken about it. So I figured it's a it's a good good uh, invitation to uh, you know to, to to get you on here. Um, so at MeasureCamp London last week, the, uh, the the main topic I think was Google Analytics 4. Well, Google Analytics. But you know, number yep. four is the future, and how will we be able to use it in the in the EU? Mm. Now, Stein, I know I know you've been uh, showing around with Google in the last couple of weeks. Uh, having your, you had an event with Google, I think, a co-hosted event. Yeah, so we had a, an event on Wednesday in Copenhagen, talking about uh, uh, Google Analytics uh, for especially for for the new new GA three hundred and sixty as well. 
mm-hmm. what, what the complex implications are there. But there was also a session from Google in relation to uh, the roadmap and, and what they're doing right now. Okay. And then we have another session on Tuesday in Oslo. So, so I think it's fair to say that you're still betting on Google being relevant in the EU for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for us, yeah, I think we had this conversation before saying Google Analytics is the best alternative to Google Analytics. I don't see anything else out there that can compete and offer the same opportunities. Technology-wise, it's like, yes, you could probably move platform. We had that conversation, but getting people, getting it set up, and then knowing that you're actually changing to something that is not of the same quality. So it's like, this is my seven second pitch. Google Analytics 4 is the next generation of analytics. If you just change vendor, it's like saying, now I'm not really betting on data in the future. I'm just going to stay here where it's comfortable and go take a step to the side instead of, instead of a step forward. Yeah. So, so I'm all fight, I guess. Your fight. Yeah, fight. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we we have the ability to fight, right? We have the ability to to change our implementation. Let's say to make it as privacy friendly as possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I would argue that we're a little bit we put our fate in the hands of others, right? Like yeah. we're we're unaware how that will end. We're unaware of how that will. Um, it's not up to us. Somebody else is going to decide on that. So yeah. how do you how do you explain it? How do you so, so I think we have, so for me, it's very much about saying, so if you have the basis, um, saying you, you need an analytic system mm-hmm. and what you can, uh, if, so you can either try to, uh, yeah, if you look at the technology, the, the core thing is saying that Google Analytics 4 is trying to push the boundaries. They're changing the setup. They're becoming much more compliant Yeah. and all the verdicts and stuff has been going around, uh, uh, uh Universal Analytics and not Google Analytics 4. Yeah. So with Google Analytics 4, they're actually pushing the agenda to become much more compliant. Yeah. Right. And so on top of that, what are the alternatives? Uh, so so um, I don't see any good alternatives out there to, well, you can build your own. We talked about that. That's yeah. for most too ambitious. Yeah. Right? Any, any thoughts on this, uh, Simon? Um, well, th- I recall especially someone mentioning oh, when you presented your uh, your your framework, basically, um, uh, and that that really was key learning for me in that sense. Like, you as an organization have to stay flexible to choose mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and move around in those four uh, options that you have, and I think that is the that is the key takeaway for the upcoming. Future and that, mm. of course, this is true now for analytics and privacy, etc. But this is true for just running a business in general, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need to take your share, uh, stakeholders with you and uh, explaining like, okay, we're gonna make a decision now, but be aware that we might change this in the upcoming months, mm. uh, years, etc. And I think that is the more important than uh, or to teach each other than um, yeah to to choose something. Mm. So I think that that flexibility is really important. Um, and yeah, I also see that I would also still stick with, with Google Analytics. Um, like you, I don't really see <laughs> good alternatives. <clears throat> um, yeah. Maybe for pure analytics, pure uh, data crunching. But then I think one of the beautiful thing of 
GA is that it integrates so well with other stuff. Mm. Uh, Google Ads, of course, being maybe number one, but also with um, lots of CRM, lots of, yeah, you name it, yeah. integrates so well. So I think that's for SMBs to enterprises that just benefit. Completely, and I think that touched upon kind of one of the key points saying, trying to make it as flexible for the future, is making sure that you can say, okay, cool, this is as compliant as it can be, but I can actually change this setup so you get some level of continuity in yep. the data. Yeah. So we have uh, an additional guest in the show. Hi, Petri. Mm. How are you doing? Hi. Good, good. So, uh, yeah, we, we've been talking uh, OGR Measure Camp already a little bit about this, but you, you've recently also spoken at an event or hosted an event where, you, where this was a, a big topic of discussion, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was an um, uh, event uh, organized by Business Finland, and there was um, more than 200 signups. We were streaming the, the events for uh, mostly for e-commerce uh, businesses mm -hmm. in Finland. Yeah, and uh, yes, I, I talked about the cookies, GDPR, GA4, yeah. and so on. And and what, what was what was the consensus there? Like there were two hundred e-commerce players, let's say. Like what what, what were they uh, yeah. what were they thinking? Uh, it was hard to say because we were streaming, yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh, they did get a lot of audience. Yeah, but um, uh, anyway, uh, my main message was that uh, calm down, you know, breathe, relax. You don't have to do, uh, you know, any big decision right now. Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, let's see what happens with the transatlantic uh, data transfer agreement. Uh, are we going to see a new version during this year or early next year? Yeah. And uh, will there be a Shrimps tree? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, it's it's much bigger issue than just GA. Mm, yeah. And if we take a couple of steps back, I have talked with several lawyers and uh, uh, we are kind of agreeing that GDPR, uh, it's definitely not perfect. So I think that uh, we should, uh, or, or um, we should develop GDPR. It, it doesn't make sense in some points like uh, IP addresses, uh, personal information, because it, it's not a fact. Mm. You cannot pull uh, uh, it proofly like uh, yeah. track someone uh, personally yeah. with the IP addresses and, and uh, I think uh, we should have GDPR and second version uh, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, what the status is like uh, the e-privacy, it's the basically version two, right? But I don't know I, what the status yeah, is. Yeah, I think the e-privacy directive already was there before GDPR actually, but it's like, um, I, th I think, w so what I hear you say is like the the technology and the law don't match, right? Yeah, they don't, they yeah. don't, in my opinion. Yeah, and I but uh, I think that we, we've heard this before. We've also talked about this before. And I think, so I think most of us here are on the agency side, let's call it, right? So we advise clients, um, but should we, so the law is not perfect, but yeah. no law is perfect, right? The law is usually behind what is actually going on in the real world. Should we advise clients uh, 
to wait and see or to not worry? Or should we move them towards being more privacy, you know, more take privacy more seriously, basically? So what we do is we, we try to focus on the intent of the law and not the word of the law, because the word of the law is, is, is uh, well, flawed, but trying to, uh, to the extent that we can um, help people become uh, doing this by privacy by design, going in and taking people's privacy into account and focus around that. Maybe not in the strictest GDPR, bring in a lawyer and he'll spank me since, but why did they make this law? How can I move, move and use, move, meet the users in a private way where they get control of some stuff, but I can still do business? Because I think, for me, one of the things I took out of the, the, the Austrian government or the Austrian legislation system just came out with the comments to the, the verdict. One of the things they said, well, they had made no commercial considerations about the, the, their uh, yeah. verdict. They said that's not our job. It is not their job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it is somebody's job saying, okay, cool. So the entire European Union can no longer be using any software as a service or cloud service from a US owned company. Yeah. That is a. Yeah, that's also a Simon and comment you made in, yeah. uh, in London, right? Last week. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that <laughs> if everything goes through uh, and we follow yeah. what has been said, then. then all European companies are fucked, but at the same time, if you have a little bit of money now, invest in building, uh, yeah. you know, uh, clouds uh, infrastructures in, in the in the EU. But, and, but, but it's just not feasible for the near future. So, and it's not even just the cloud structure, right? It's also yeah. What is the best European-based spreadsheet? Yeah, yeah. It's it's on so many different levels. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, your whole marketing stack can you can basically then throw it away and, and start from scratch again. And this is, is the EU or the, uh, any con uh, country uh, really going to let that happen? Mm. Because the impact on economics is just far too big in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah, yeah. And you could and, but that's the same on a smaller level, but like how far should a company be GDPR compliant? Because mm -hmm. you can make yeah. an argument that it's going to hurt your business. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you, if you just, yeah. And, and. But the other way around is like you need to be a little bit uh, or, or uh, show that you are willing to change because there's also a branding aspect of it. So yeah. I think those are like um, two balls you have to keep in the, in, yeah. in the, in the air and, and find the right balance between what is good for your brand. Mm. Like, okay, I need to grow, so I need to, I'm not going to be fully compliant, but at the same yeah. time I want to show that I want to because if a consumer sees that you're not giving in mm. shit about my privacy, then yeah. It, and, and this, this uh, reflection part of it is also saying, so who has a phone that is not running on a US-based operation system? Yeah. So we will cancel our phones at the same time? No. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's the same thing with IP addresses. Uh, no, it doesn't matter if there is DA. The internet works uh, through IP addresses. Yeah. So what we are going to do from privacy, uh, perspective, let's shut down the internet, then we don't have the IP addresses anymore. We'll have the European <laughs> internet that yeah. we can visit, and then there'll be an American version, like Netflix. So you have a VPN, so you can cheat and look at the American internet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but, th but that is that is a worry of some people, right? Yeah. Uh, some people worry like uh, we're going in into the direction of a, uh, a walled off European yeah. internet, so to say. Um, and I don't think Neto 
it would not right now it wouldn't be good for the eu like it might spark that we get some more like we get our own silicon valley let's say yeah. right in theory that could happen but it would first of all it would take some time and yeah. it's a big leap of faith believing that that will happen right that 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 we will basically rebuild all the tools that we now use that are of american soil yeah. and rebuild that in the eu but even the biggest startups or scale like take uh, spotify where's their whole infrastructure on completely on google yeah, yeah. like yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like, and i'm not certain that my kids will be glad that they have to stop playing minecraft <laughs> I think Minecraft you can host on your own server. So yeah, they, yeah, might, but, they like, might, but they might be good on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but none none of the chat stuff, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. This is sort of a, you know tough. Where you know we have a global economy and uh, and and we cannot make sort of uh, rules to mm. work as as world is going around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's a tough point. I can I can I ask you guys like from a not as a marketer, not as an agency person, but as a as a personal uh, uh, human being, right? You you and you have way more knowledge about how data is being used than than others. Now, of course, there's a lot of scary news out there that's meant to scare people that it doesn't make sense. But we do know that there's a with enough data, people could know a lot about you that you might not want them to know about you. Like in theory, I'm not saying companies are doing it, but in theory, I could see a future where a totalitarian owner of a state can commandeer all that data and make a make a profile on all of us, right? If, if well, well, look now it, what is happening yeah, cool. in the US with uh, uh, that, that they're now basically saying to women, stop using uh, the, the, the period apps. Yeah. What do you call it? But uh, yeah. because the data might get sold and yeah, they don't want, like for the abortion. Like we're now, uh, yeah, we're yeah. now sort of focusing a lot on the Googles and the Facebooks of this world. But yeah. I, I, in my opinion, which is of course logical, um, there's far more other companies out there that nobody has ever heard of that do far more shady yeah. things than yeah. ever imagined. But, but so, so let's take that as a fact, right? We know that there's shady stuff going on with data retargeting people on things that we shouldn't want to be retargeted on or and maybe even more so do you think the gdpr is a good thing yes or no let's start with that question for you <laughs> yes it, it's a good thing yeah but like i said that uh it it needs to be tuned up yeah we need to uh, gdpr 2.0 yeah yeah basically yeah it's, it's basically also because if you look at it in the bigger picture the the pendulum of the gathering and everything kind of uh, peaked around uh, it, Cambridge. Cambridge Analytica. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that was kind of the, the worst case scenario of how much data could be abused. Yeah. So, so and this is kind of flipping the bar the complete opposite direction saying, okay, cool. If that's what you're going to do with data, you can have nothing. Yeah. Like, mm. so, so it was like uh, uh, kids uh, puking because they have too much candy and now they'll never have candy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so, but I, all three, we all four, we agree that GDPR in essence is a good in thing. Essence, yes, good thing. So, and then, uh, and in let's essence, is also good. Uh, um, what also happened because of Cambridge Analytica is that now um, we, as European citizens in this case, are now being far more. Um, well, we know what data is, what privacy is, how it can be used and abused, and I think that we are educating. Uh, European citizens about what, what data, what effects data can have. I think that is a good thing. And now it's up to companies and uh, like brand side agency tooling, um, figure out, okay, we need to 
find a balance in. Yeah. 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 Well, we see a lot of companies that they they have sort of like uh, consent uh, banners and consent management in, in place, but we also see that they are not integrated with uh, GTM. So basically, they are not really working. So mm. of course, we, we are there, there to help them. Uh, so that uh, if you give uh, consent or, or you don't give consent, so that actually works. It, yep. It's not just the visual banner, which doesn't sync with, uh, for example, GTM or other tag management. Yeah. Yep. But I think it's an interesting angle of that to say that is uh, the market shares them in this case, Google, because they are in the open field and naked is actually taking an active role in that and saying, if, what was it, two weeks ago, they announced that if you do not have a active uh, consent uh, mode going on, or not consent mode, but a consent pop-up, then you could be, uh, they would disqualify your AdWords count. So you, they would block you from marketing because you were not compliant. Yep. So, so actually taking that step as well, going in and yeah. taking ownership of the, on the data. Yeah. And I think it's because they're in a hot, hot place. They need to show that they believe in the intent of the law as well. Yep. And support it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's what we all now need to do as, as companies and mm. show that we care. And, um, but I, I still fi find it something struggling that, that we as marketers, we need to be GDPR compliant. But then if you look, uh, you walk into a company and you see that on the fridge, there's still a huge birthday calendar. Yeah. You're saying officially, according to GDPR, that is illegal. Like yeah. you can't show uh, yeah. birthdays on uh, in, in, in public. So but yeah. do you remember those uh, printed phone books? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but times change, right? So the, so, yeah. and I think I think the the issue is with the internet. We have such a powerful tool. Like we all know that because you know, we've been working in this industry for a reason. We understand that it's a super powerful tool. But it but the downside is that it can also be used for bad. And I think that's that's where the the underlying thought of the GDPR you know yeah, sprung off and, from. And that's also, I think also um, then you know, moving back towards us marketers and then we are now complaining, oh, we don't have a lot of data. But at the same time, I think if we are being very honest to each other uh, or to ourselves, that did we really use all the data before? And yeah. did we really, we're really doing those personalized ads or this personalized online experiences? Were we really doing that? Yeah. So we're having a little bit of a loss aversion right now yeah. for something that we might not actually use. Yeah. 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 So like, it's the, the, one of the classic faces right now, first denial and then anger. Going through the different and yeah. ending up with acceptance. Like, yeah. Well, if this is what, what we have, then this is what we have. Yeah. yeah. And we can do perfect marketing with what we have. Yeah. 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 And yeah, so switching to, to that topic, maybe Simon, on, on your end, you're more on the marketing side perhaps than, than the rest of us. Like Google is going to switch to something called topics, right? They, they move away from individual user tracking and they'll classify people into buckets like, uh, you know, you like race car driving and beer drinking or something like that, right? Um, and, and make it really generic, but specified enough to show a relevant ad, but, you know, not to, uh, yeah, not privacy invasive. For, as a marketeer, what, what are your thoughts on, on that approach? Yeah, so again, it feels like, oh, we're sort of, having less data, but the other way around is like, um, maybe, yeah, it, it's, is it really that different than, um, uh, doing marketing outside of the internet? Like mm. then you still go, 
you basically go if you want to advertise in magazines you just it's basically the same way uh, yeah uh, or yeah. doing uh, uh, you know commercials on tv it's just oh, you look at audiences so you look at uh, you know oh, i want to have my my uh, commercial around this tv program it makes <laughs> total sense in the same of going into topics or uh, yeah. those buckets i have said to clients that you know uh now we are taking maybe one step back and it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. You have to think about your target groups, what media channels they are using. You have to think about your message. Uh, that's number one point. And uh, so uh, we cannot do uh, the, at least the same way all the things we did, but uh, there are some new <laughs> data players and vendors coming up and uh, yeah technology will be maybe a little bit different but, uh, yeah yep. I think the first point is that really think about your message and and where the target groups are yeah moving so I, I have two more two more questions for you guys one one about this topic and then one about measure camp but um about this topic client walks in is like freaking out because they just read about universal analytics going away i need to go to ga4 but now i read all these scary things about ga4 <coughs> what are what are your first steps what are your what are your first steps to walk that client uh through what are your first questions um well yeah my questions would actually be like what did you read what what <laughs> like can i sort of <laughs> we're actually reading the right material yeah of course <laughs> I mean, yeah, that might also be good because there are far enough people who are just also in the uh, playing this game you know scare people yeah um, so yeah you definitely need to calm them down and and uh, then again i would probably prefer moving into this business side of things like how much are you going to lose or risk if you're really doing something differently or yeah. if you're actually going to be using GA4, like what is the actual risk for you as a company? Is it really that uh, the authorities will step on your uh, door and uh, knock on your door and, and say you can't use it? Or like, what is what is the risk? Yeah. I think from, from my perspective, it would be kind of switching the conversation saying, okay, cool. How little data do you actually need? And then, then building on from there, saying, okay, uh, let's meet you, meet the, you're saying, Google Analytics 4 is not illegal. Uh, it's still the best uh, tool out there to serve most needs, but let's still focus on uh, privacy by design. So, so how far can we take it? So we minimize the risk for you of getting slapped over the fingers with this. And then yeah. basically telling the story of the Brasey this is a gray zone everywhere. Nobody has been, uh, no GA4 setup has been uh, uh, pointed out anywhere of being illegal. So what is the process that will happen? Yeah, right now it would be testing, somebody would come and worst case scenario comes, somebody will come and ask for access to your GA4 saying, okay, we need to check if you're compliant. And then they would check if we're compliant and then, then message back would be saying, okay, you're not compliant, you have a certain amount of time to fix it. Yeah. Right? So so it's not yeah. like somebody standing outside the door yeah. with a fine ready to slap on your face. Yeah. It, it, this is a process and everybody's learning right now. So if you are ready to 
you have set something up to focus on privacy by design, you have taken the users into consideration, and you understand that it's 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 not a fight or flight situation. You're, the, there's no car coming down the road. It's maybe a call. You will get a car call that the car is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so you have time to move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say like um, hold on a while. Let's look at your current implementation. Let's look at the, the content management you are having now. What kind of data you have now? And uh, let's then think about uh, the options. And uh, yeah, probably um, moving to GA4 is now a good idea for um, every universal analytics client. So uh, that would be the, the first step, step here. Like uh, Krista said, that we need to have it uh, implemented uh, before 1st of July the, <coughs> to have a yearly yeah. comparison. Um, data available available so um, yeah uh, then of course uh, it's always a good idea to have a plan B yeah what if what if somebody tells that GA or GA4 is illegal you cannot use it anymore what do we do do then we have the options ready <laughs> so we, we don't uh, have to make uh, quick decisions then mm. we have plan B yeah yeah, it could even be just a simple thing. I know where Mark Edmondson just launched a script. Uh, 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 Flax for Ovox have launched the same script about streaming analytics data directly into BigQuery. Yeah. So so it's not going anywhere except BigQuery where it's actually yeah. stored, and then you can and then it's in your build own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Uh, I want to ask you one question about MeasureCamp. I know. I know you're a Five-time Magic Camp Amsterdam visitor no, or no? Uh, this four. is four. Ah, I well, probably missed the, the first one. Ah, okay, okay. So w people watching this who've never been to Magic Camp, why do they have to go to Magic Camp? What's, what makes Magic Camp special? It's, it's the people. Honestly, I think it's, uh, it's meeting your peers on a relaxed level. It's not having the, the ambition of coming to hear some, some special speakers speak, but actually coming in and meet other people in the industry uh, yeah. on the same level. So it, it, you can go to big conferences, there will be big speakers. They will, some of them might also be here, you don't know, but, uh, but when you come here, it's really about meeting the people at the same level. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I come from Finland to here and, and to Copenhagen as well. I could say that, uh, you know, I like to travel and uh, just to get a, get away from home. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, quite a lot at the home office lately yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason. So, yeah, but uh, I definitely uh, agree. Uh, it's about people. People make this event and uh, and all the content. And uh, I really like the, the main fact that no hard selling. We are all peers and yeah. we, are, we are ready to share. Yeah. Uh, information and our experience to, to others. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that, that for some reason, hundreds, 150 people showed up on a Saturday to yeah. a conference without knowing what they're going to see or, yeah. or meet yeah. because there's no schedule. Mm. Yeah. But all of a sudden people are willing to spend the whole yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this, this is really addictive. You come here once, 
You're addicted. <laughs> so this is a warning for everybody listening. It's a warning. If you if you come here once, you're addicted. But uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth and it. And this has nothing to do that we are right now in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> but I okay. think so. So with Magicab, it's not just the first one that's free. It's all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for joining me. And um, yeah, we'll talk later today. Thanks for having us. Cool. Right. Thank you very much.